Warning, this podcast is intended for adult audiences only. We discuss sex and sexual relationships in a frank and open manner. We are not marriage and family therapist or sex therapist, and the content provided is for informational and entertainment purposes only. If you are under the age of 18 or do not wish to hear explicit discussions about sex and sexual relationships or adult language, then you shouldn't listen any further. But if you are, well, grab your seat, grab a drink, sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of The Accidental Swingers. We're Marina and Tristan, a longtime married professional couple in our early 50s. Kids, dogs, cats, vacations at Disney World, you know, the whole nine yards. But in 2018, we decided, after years of kind of talking about it, to live a non-monogamous lifestyle. But it wasn't that easy, was it? No, it wasn't. You see, we sort of accidentally started swinging. Yeah, we did. And we found our story so humorous and fun that we decided to record and chronicle our journey for ourselves so that we could go back and listen to our adventures. And boy, have we had some adventures. Yeah, we have. In the last few years, we've found that we really love this lifestyle that we've chosen. And it's not only strengthened our marriage, but it's also helped us to grow both as individuals and as a couple. And as we began to go back and listen to our recordings, we realized that others may really benefit from listening to and hearing about our mistakes and our very candid discussions about what we were going through and experiencing. We talk about and we laugh about. We laugh a lot. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, we do. We laugh about the mistakes that we've made, the crazy things that we've experienced, and the exciting things that have happened to us. But we also talk very openly and honestly about the tough times, the emotional landmines and pitfalls we had to navigate, some rougher than others. So we thought that we'd create this podcast so that others may gain some perspective or some insight and maybe even learn a lesson or two about what to do and what not to do in their own journeys. And basically, you'll join us on our journey in real time because we will include excerpts of our recordings. Some will be quick outtakes. Others will be longer conversations about what we were going through or experiencing at that time. So grab a drink. Or settle into your seat if you're driving. Relax, sit back, and join us as we bumble our way through this adventure that we call The The Lifestyle. Lifestyle. Well, hey, everybody. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Accidental Swingers podcast. What are we on episode? We're on episode 42. 42. And look at us. It's only been a couple of weeks since episode 41. How amazing is that? Yay. That's pretty impressive for us. Well, this is what we're striving for is to get our stuff out in a timely manner. And that is true. And so one of our um, resolutions for 2023 is to record more consistently. Yes. And predictably. Right. Yeah, but we have a lot of fun things to talk about today. We do. We had talked about the fact that in the last episode, we did not get a chance to talk about our Vegas trip. We did not. So let's do a recap on that. Okay. All four of us went. Yes. But Crimson and Phoenix aren't here with us tonight to kind of give their two cents. So we will translate for you. Okay. Or put words in their mouths. (laughs) We'll just tell our story. We'll tell ours. Yeah. They were there. Yeah, exactly. That's right. Pretty much dovetails. That is true. Yeah. That's true. So, in, actually, it was December, mm-hmm. and, we, and we did talk about this in episode 40, that we were just about to get on the road and go to Vegas. Right. So, Brian and Breno, our friends, the Front Porch Swingers, invited us to come out and hang out with them in Vegas for you know a week and just kind of see what they were up to out there. And while we were there, we went to the Real Hot Wives of Las Vegas party at Playhouse LV. Yes, that was sponsored by that the they Front Porch Swingers. Fingers, that's yeah. right. Well, that was a kind of a bonus about like, hey, mm-hmm. if you come out and visit us, you can go to this hot wife party. And I'm like, oh, Hell yeah. sign me up. <laughs> Man, we can't do any business over the phone. I need to be out there in that's person. Right. And oh, gee, you're having a hot wife event? I guess I'll go. <laughs> <laughs> Invited myself, I'm sure. <laughs> probably. You're not bashful that way. No, probably not. Yeah. I wanted to go. 
So we, so we did, yeah. Yeah, we had a great time. We ended up going for a week. We weren't originally going to go for an entire week, but we had, I've never, we've, I've never been I've never there. been, yeah. Yeah, I think Venus and Crimson had been out there or in passing or like Crimson had been when she was a kid or something. And I can't remember Phoenix when he was out there. But uh, but yeah, so we decided to roll all of that into, um, go into our Instagram and see some of the photos because we did the Grand Canyon tour mm-hmm. and the Hoover Dam. And we drank a lot and ate a lot and gambled once. Once. I spent $5. It's <laughs> not my thing. Uh, no. <clears throat> I'll, we were- I'll, yeah, I mean, I'll buy lotto tickets all day long. Yeah, but for will. some reason, I, I draw the line at... <laughs> I know you put the five dollars in, and you were like standing there looking at the machine. I'm like, you just do this, and I press the button. I'm like, oh shit, I just used his five bucks. I know. I'm like, well, where is it? Come on, make yeah, it rain I, on me. I didn't me. win. I didn't win. Yeah. No, so that was it. I gave yeah. up. But we were going to play blackjack. We'll go. We'll we will try the dollar. I think it's dollar blackjack or something. The next time we go back, because we will be going back. We're going to be telling you about that, too, but really fast. So we went to the event out in Vegas with Brian and Brenna, the Real Hot Wives of Las Vegas. That was on a Thursday night. Mm -hmm. And what a fun event that was. Yeah, it was awesome. It was so unique. So it was dubbed as a, it's their Hot Wives of wherever they are. So we're actually attending the next one, which is in Phoenix in April. No relation to Phoenix, my boyfriend, but (laughs) Phoenix, Arizona. (laughs) But Phoenix will be there because we're all going. So this was a Hot Wives event. Brian and Brenna do these. There are couples and single men. Maybe a few single women. Were there any single women at all? I'm not sure if there was at that one, but I think that there are some coming to the hotel takeover in Phoenix Yeah, in there, April. Yeah. So, but it is really geared towards the hot wife kind of dynamic. And so it was really cool. We went and for the first couple hours, it was only meet and greet. And so there wasn't any pressure. As a matter of fact, the playrooms weren't even open until mm-hmm. I think it was 10 p.m. And so we had a couple hours just to sit and, and talk to everybody. And that was kind of cool. Yeah. And so it was a little bit challenging because there were a lot of single guys there and they were told because it is a hot wife event that the women have to initiate play. And so it was really kind of challenging to have the shoe on the other foot. Like Crimson and I talked about it and it's like, dang, man, we're going to need to up our game for Phoenix because we had gotten very used to not having to be the, I don't want to say aggressor because that's not Initiator. Right. Initiate, thank yeah. you. Yes, we had gotten very used to not. Sometimes you're the aggressor. Uh, yeah, and sometimes I'm an initiator, but this was under pressure, man. Right. <laughs> this was this was like I had no choice. If I wanted to fuck somebody, I had to be the initiator. So it was different. It yeah. was really different. So it was weird to kind of have that shoe on the other foot. Yet the gentleman that I met um, made that very easy for me. Hmm. Um, my experience with him ended up not being as fruitful as I would have hoped. But that's okay. These things happen. And we actually, it, it was really interesting because there was actually a couple of gentlemen that I talked to that were interested in trying to connect with that evening. And just neither one really kind of panned out the way that it could have. Crimson, her interaction, I would say, uh, apparently did pan out. <laughs> and then and the four of us ended up spending some quality time together yes. uh, there at Place House LV in their amazing setup. Their setup is great. It's really, wow. really nice. It is so nice. It is so not what you expect when you walk in there because it's in an industrial area, which a lot of times like, well, kink and BDSM dungeons. Yeah, nine times out of very, ten, they're yeah, going to be in industrial areas. Very industrial. So this was kind of different as a swing club 
being in this area. Dave and Nicole have done a, an amazing job with everything with Playhouse LV. And then they also own Flirts LV, which we'll talk about because we went two nights later there. A little bit different, but still, uh, they've done an amazing job with setting up just wonderful spaces, wonderful places, a great atmosphere, really great people. Mm-hmm. Like the people that were there were really fantastic. And so it was really cool to meet everybody and talk with everybody and just be able to have ourselves a good time trying to navigate these waters as a hot life. <laughs> Had a hot life event. Where you have to be the initiator. I know. I know. So I, <clears throat> rather than saying you have to be the initiator, I like the way that Brenna phrased it, which is, this is a female-centered event. And and so, now what that winds up being is you're the initiator, (laughs) but I'm trying to put a more, you know, a more positive spin on it because I think that you were a little intimidated. I mean, both of you, you and Crimson at times were a little intimidated, but I think thinking of it as, yeah, this is all about us women. Well, you women. Right. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know that I would say either one of us were necessarily intimidated. I think that what I would say was that um, the guys were a little less, mm, they were worried because when they put on this event, they said like, you know, if if the guy oversteps his bounds, especially if it's a single guy that's been brought in Mm. to help with the hot wives, they've been told like, if you, you, you won't be asked back. And so I think that they were definitely on their best behavior. And so they sat there like <laughs> little schoolboys, not necessarily, not all of them, but, but it had a little bit of that kind mm. of feel to it. So Crimson and I talked about it and like next time we're going to be a little bit more prepared. We'll be a little bit more um, assertive and just a little bit more conversational. I think it was a little bit challenging. Now the next one we go to though is a takeover. Yeah. Is it like a three day event? Yeah. That will be, a, I think a little bit different. We'll see. That's the hot wives of Phoenix. And that's in April. Yeah. So if you guys want to join us at the Hot Wives of Phoenix, join us. You can go to our website and look at our calendar or our affiliate links. Or you can also just go to the Front Porch Swingers website and click on their events. And the sign up for that is there as well. That event will sell out. It's a boutique hotel that we're doing in Phoenix. I believe I was talking to Brian today on the phone. I think it's like 60 something rooms or that may be the one in Vegas because I could be getting the two of them confused because we're going to a, a different event in Vegas. Well, we're going to Podbash, mm-hmm. and that's in September. Yeah. And we were talking about both those events, but both of those events I think will sell out because they are they're on the smaller side because they are complete takeovers, but they're little boutique hotels. So I'm really excited about that. It's gonna be really cool. Yeah, it's gonna be a lot of yeah. fun. So I know I probably jumped ahead a little bit, but that's what I do. <laughs> I was gonna say. So you know, what's new here? <laughs> should be used to it by now what else did we do in vegas while we were there honey (laughs) we went to whispers Mm -hmm. on that friday night which is another club in vegas that we had heard good things about and i think we had a great time i did. did i think we had difficulty kind of breaking into their culture because partly i think because it was karaoke night and they were all really focused on karaoke apparently <laughs> that's a huge thing at that venue and we weren't yeah we were not no yeah. we are not into karaoke no. whatsoever no. so we had difficulty kind of breaking into their group although they did have a little dungeon area and so we went there and we had a great time with a group of probably 15 people with electric play <clears throat> which okay. you know we had done before but not it was a little bit different this is a little bit different apparatus this was not the violet one that we've played with before 
And we'd never done it where you have like this chain of people like transmitting electricity to one another. And so that was really cool. And I got up there and got electrified and Crimson was playing with my nipples while I was electrified. And that was fun. And I liked that. And so that was a lot of fun. And they had some other little dungeon apparatus back there. And that was neat. So yeah, just the four of us wound up in a room and... um, (laughs) That's what we end up it's doing. It's kind of what it want. Yeah, it's kind of what we always wind up doing. If, it, if all else fails, the four of us yeah, end wind up, up in, in a room, room together. Yeah, <laughs> we do pretty well. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty hot. Yeah, that was that was a good session. That was a good session. Yeah. So that particular, it's a house in a residential neighborhood. Yeah, it's in a fucking like residential neighborhood. Like we were driving up, and I'm like. You have the right address to the Uber driver? Yeah. I'm like, I don't know that we're in the right place. Like, holy shit, what Mm -hmm. did we do? And uh, yeah, you're in a residential neighborhood. But apparently, there's not a lot of zoning out there. And And so, from what I can see, there's no zoning. Yeah, because the second place we went, the third place we went to was also a residential neighborhood. But it was a little bizarre. So, but the way they had it set up, like each room, bedroom, and then they had converted that the garage was kind of the dungeon area slash that's where the electric play was. And they'd made all the whole house was all playrooms. No one lived there. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Nobody lived there. And it was very, very, very cold. And so we didn't go outside, but they have apparently a nice, really big backyard area. And I think they even had heaters out there, but it was so cold we didn't go. Oh, and they even had like an indoor pool, which we also did not use because it was a little bit over chlorinated. Yeah. Like a jacuzzi. Not was a that pool. what a pool? Yeah. I mean, I never really even looked at it. It was chlorine. Oh, like, yeah. I guess it was chlorine. Yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was pretty rough. So like a jacuzzi area, mm-hmm. but it was enclosed, right? Right. Yeah. So we ended up, though, in the Alice and Rondo Land room, or they called it the rabbit hole. Yeah, I think the rabbit hole. Yeah, so we always call ourselves rabbit hole. Well, we call ourselves rabbit hole media because we were always running down rabbit holes. So when we <laughs> when we walked into the place and we saw that one of the rooms was the rabbit hole, we were like we are all fucking in there mm-hmm. for sure. And so we did. Yes, we did. And we picked the best, biggest bed in the rabbit hole area in the Alice in Wonderland space and went down there and played. And it was really fun. Mm-hmm. We had another couple come in. I think on the bed. That A few was other couples of, came in and came they? and went. Yeah, yeah. We were busy, so yeah, we tend to take our time. Also, yeah, we tend to. We enjoy ourselves. Yeah, very much. <laughs> Yes, it's not a it's not a fast process. So, yeah. So that was a, that was a lot of fun. And yeah. would you? Um, well, I'm going to hold my question until the very end. So then the next night. So that was Friday night. So mm-hmm. we had Thursday night was at Playhouse LV. Mm-hmm. Friday night was at Whispers, and then Saturday night we went to Flirts, Flirts LV, LV. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. which is also owned by Dave and Nicole, who own Playhouse LV. This one is their newer facility, right? Yes. Yeah. And it is also in a residential neighborhood, so much so on that Uber trip, (laughs) we start to pull up to the house and I'm like, oh shit, we gave them the address from last night because it looked exactly, the neighborhood looked exactly the same. It may even be the same neighborhood. I don't know because I don't don't know anything about Vegas. I don't know where we were. And it was dark. and It was dark. Yeah. But I'm like, oh shit, we are, we fucked up. We're in the wrong place. And then he turned a corner and I'm like, oh, that is a different house. But I really did think that that we were in the same spot. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah. But that house, so it is a house, but it was used as a venue before. And so you go in and it's got a kitchen and a big kitchen. It's a really pretty house, really big. And I think there's a pool outside too. But again, it was cold. We didn't yeah, go well, outside. I didn't but outside. I, think it, I think there was a pool in the backyard and stuff. But great playrooms. They did such a same thing. Amazing job. The playroom area spaces are so well done. 
They're so tasteful. They're so comfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, really great furnishing, beds. which yeah. is unusual at a lot of, of sex clubs. And so, like, really high quality materials and high quality equipment and high quality furnishings. And everything was just first class. It really was. And then that venue, you go back, so you kind of pass the playroom areas to the main area of the house, which is the dance floor. And there's a DJ in there. And this, how tall? I mean, it's two floors. Yeah, it's, it's like open. a vaulted open vaulted ceiling but it's two floors because mm-hmm. yeah. behind, on the there's one a loft yeah there's a loft yeah. with two sides those are play spaces and that was really cool mm-hmm. and then the dance floor and then there are sofas around the dance area and the the bar it's a bottle club so it's a really again set up well space same type of thing though the playroom spaces in this flirts lv though didn't open that night until 11 o'clock so the doors opened at nine eight or nine and you had a couple hours of mandatory kind of meet and greet because the play spaces weren't open. When the play spaces open, they lock the door. So you, if you're not there, when the play spaces open at both places, you're not getting in. So you have to be there beforehand, which is, I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that. You can leave anytime you want. It's like Hotel California. <laughs> <laughs> But the, and they will let you leave, but you just can't come back. But anyways, I like that that piece of it, kind of a little bit more of a controlled mm-hmm. atmosphere. But you don't, you know, so the playrooms didn't open until a little bit later. It was challenging, though, because in that particular space, the music was very loud and we had trouble talking to folks. But that's kind of where everybody was. Yeah. I didn't think about it till later. Like we could have walked out into the other, like a couple couples came up to us and said they knew who we were and recognized us. And we tried to stand there and talk to them and have conversation it was really challenging, but I don't know why we didn't go in the other room. <laughs> Cause everybody was in the party yeah, room, I yeah. guess. But yeah, so that was really fun too, but um, we didn't know anybody and we didn't really tell anybody we were going. And I mean, this other couple of couples recognized us. I think if we had mentioned it maybe once on the podcast or something, but we didn't really advertise it very much. So we weren't really planning on trying necessarily to meet people or do anything. And so again, we just ended up actually, we ended up having a really great night that night too. That yeah, was, yeah. There's because our play spaces are so great. It was really fun, really open, like the, that space in that place, um, in that area where we decided to play on that night was like four kind of open beds, but then they had curtains and then there were a couple more beds. So it's kind of this, it's kind of a group space, but not necessarily like there's a little bit of privacy. Yeah. Yeah. Like sheer curtains dividing. And so, you know, you can, which you can draw back or you can have them closed so that you can hear everything and kind of see silhouettes of other people, which is nice and sensual and sexy. And then the lighting's low and Mm -hmm. yeah, it's a really nice environment, really nice atmosphere. Yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah. So my question was going to be out of well on all those three venues would you recommend people to go to those venues i would recommend all three me too yeah i mean and they're different but you just got to try places and find what fits with you and that's kind of that's that's what we tell everybody about everything and and that might change on a a particular night based upon the crowd based upon you know whatever your mood is and whatever you're feeling and but um you can't go wrong trying more sex clubs (laughs) that's kind of my rule of thumb you should just try them all you can try. You don't even have to have sex in them. We sometimes go and turn around and leave. That has happened. <laughs> that has happened. 
I was going to say also, just a heads up, if you decide to go and visit these places, Playhouse LV, though, is a membership only. Hmm. We were with the Front Port Swingers, so we were with that particular event. But you have to be a member to go to that particular venue. And it takes a couple of weeks to get vetted. So they, it is an actual private membership. I don't think it's super expensive. Um, I don't know, though. Yeah, I have no idea. Yeah, now that I'm thinking about it, I can't I can't quite remember. All but, the information is on their website, Yeah, so check out their website, um, Playhouse LV and Flirts LV, and get on their mailing list about all their different events that they have going on as well, because they are also co-sponsoring Podbash. And so we will be actually, if you want to go to Podbash with us, which again, is going to be a smaller event. It will sell out. It's a hotel takeover this time, like secrets. There will be some day passes available, but most folks will be staying on property. But we will be going to, I believe we're going to both Playhouse, I think so. Flirts, and I think we're going to another one. I think there's another club that Brian and Brenna have set up for us all to go to that are the Podbash group. Huh. Yeah, it's going to be really, really cool. So it's not just um, hanging out necessarily at the hotel. We get to go to some clubs and awesome. things like that. Too. Yeah, yeah, I knew I knew about Playhouse and Flirts. I didn't know about the I third. I think there's a third. I think there's a. I think there's something else. We were when we were chatting today. He mentioned something in, in passing, and I didn't ask, but we can find out. Well, whatever they're going to do is going to be first class. Yeah, and I was dubious about going to Vegas. Oh, I was too. I've yeah. never had any interest at all about going to Vegas, like my entire life. But shit, how much fun did we have? It was we, awesome. We, we had an amazing We time. loved it. We spent mm, one minute on the strip, two minutes, on one on the way out on the Grand Canyon tour, and a minute on the way back. And only because the bus because the had bus to pick weather. some people up there. We didn't even go to the strip. Yeah. We drove through it and thought, okay, don't know that we need to come here. Not gambling and not very much into the shows. Yeah, not into like that. Yeah, so the shows are. I would go back and go to some of the shows mm-hmm. if that was something that I was interested in doing. I would go back and go to a hockey game. <laughs> yeah. I'd be more interested in going to the Golden Knights game or a Raiders game than I would to a casino. <laughs> but that's just me. Mm-hmm. Me too. <laughs> but I think that it was really, really cool. And the thing that we found, um, we stayed downtown instead of on the strip and it was great. And we really found the hidden gem that Brenna and actually most people that we talked to when we said, tell us about this secret places in Vegas to go to. The Arch District one, hands down. It's called 18B. It's 18 blocks. And we were going to start at one end and work our way to a, the other end. And we got there at noon. That's where our plan was. But we had to make it back by 6 or 7 to get ready to go for the evening. So we started at noon. We had about 5 hours. We made it 800 feet. Yeah, according to Google Maps, we made it like 863 feet down the street. The main street. Yeah, we started at one brewery and <laughs> And we got. We made it to three because the breweries are right next door to each other. So we made it to three breweries, and I think we ate at a pizza place, which was also a brewery. And then, yeah, and then we found our new favorite bar, the Velveteen Rabbit. If yes. you're ever in Vegas and you're in the Arts District, oh my god, <laughs> I wanted to sleep there. I asked them if they could, if I could sleep on their sofa and bring in a sleeping bag, and if they maybe they wouldn't notice me. I actually even said like, if I hide, that was the last stop. By yeah, the way, that was also. the last. Stop. <laughs> there may have been beer and food involved with that comment but it was a great it's an amazing well and amazing amazing amazing. craft cocktails at the velveteen rabbit i never i so rarely ever buy t-shirts from any place that we go like you have to really impress me Mm -hmm. to buy a t-shirt because i have eighty-five thousand bajillion effing t-shirts from every event that i ever do so the last thing i want is a t-shirt and uh and i was there 30 seconds i'm like what do your t-shirts look like (laughs) i will buy one and i have one 
So there you go. Uh, but it was great. It was a lot of fun. And I was so pleasantly surprised and very much looking forward to going back in September. We're going to be there for two weeks. Yeah. Because we've got two events back to back. We'll be doing Pod Bash with the Front Port Swingers. Then we'll be doing Naughty Sin City with yes, Naughty we Events. Will. So we will be there for two weekends. And I we're just going to stay the whole time and yep. live there for a couple of weeks. <laughs> I'm so excited. And try to work there during the and week. Work. I'm not sure how that's going to go. <laughs> Well, you know, um, it didn't go horribly. We worked while we were there. The oh, no, I did. We were there for yeah. Yeah, I had, you and yeah, I both I'm... had to work. Yeah. So it wasn't horrible. Anyways, it was a great time. So what did we, what else have we been doing? <laughs> we've been, we've been busy. Yeah, and so busy. we're, and so today is Tuesday, February 28th. This past weekend, we were in Pennsylvania at a hotel takeover that was organized by the Upside Down Pineapple Nation. Mm-hmm. And that was in Stroudsburg. And that was a lot of fun. We had never been, we'd never been to Pennsylvania before. Nope. I think I mentioned in the last episode, other than driving through a little sliver of it on the way to New York. But so we were in the mountains and we're not used to that. We're not, well, there are several things that we weren't used to here. We were not used to any incline whatsoever. And this was both hilly and mountainous. And uh, at least by our standards. Well, and cold. I grew up in Virginia, so I am familiar. Yeah, but on the coast. Yeah, but don't give it all away. I I used to drive in the mountains. Yeah, you have some mountains in your home state. (laughs) I have none in mine. <clears throat> I think the highest point, and so like Cutler Ridge in, in, in Miami is 14 feet above sea level. And I think that's pretty much the highest I've experienced in well, my wait, home state. What about in Gainesville? Was, is it the... Um, oh, yeah. The 34th Street yeah, Hill. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, yeah I take huge. it back. There is one big that's hill in Gainesville. Hill. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, we digress yeah. as usual. So Pennsylvania, it was... It, yeah, it was really... It was really pretty. Yeah, it, it was. We were flying into Allentown. So let's be honest. What do you think when you hear the word Allentown? You all know you're singing it in your mm-hmm. head. Because that's all I sang in my the head. The entire for about, weekend. Oh, my God. It was terrible. But I will tell you, Allentown looks nothing like the Billy Joel song. It's really pretty. It's, and quaint and old cool buildings we flew into allentown and went to stroudsburg but we spent sunday in allentown and we hit three different breweries because (laughs) you know we had time to kill Mm -hmm. but interesting our most favorite brewery was the one right next to the camelback mountain resort barley creek brewing company if you ever go there holy shit people that we didn't have a beer we didn't like and that's pretty rare for us. That's very rare for us. Phoenix and Crimson used to brew, so they're very picky. And uh, it was amazing. But anyways, we had a great time. The Upside Down Pineapple Palooza uh, started on Friday, and we we got there on Thursday just to have kind of a down day. We met amazing people. This was an, such a great group of folks. They all are so used to doing this together. We looked around and like, this is not the first time that they've done this together. Mm. And I think they've used this particular hotel before, but it was closed for a while. And it is under deep renovation right now. Deep. Deep renovation. renovation. Deep. So that was the only thing that was a little bit odd because I don't, I'm surprised it was under such deep renovation that Mm -hmm. we were able to hold the event. But everybody kind of knew. So it's it's indoor. Never experienced any of that before. But the whole pool and Tiki Bar and all the inward facing towards the pool and the Tiki Bar rooms, it's a two-story building. I'll have balconies that all look out onto this tiki bar and pool, but it's all enclosed mm-hmm. because it's fucking Pennsylvania. So, and it snowed on Saturday. It did. And it had 
has skylights, and I'm like, oh damn, if I could only get a picture with the snow <laughs> on the skylights in the pool, that'd be really close. The snow melted before I could get the picture, but it did snow. I did. But we did picture. go out in the parking lot and yeah. act like dorks and like, oh look, there's snow. We did. Yeah, that's kind of what we. And I and Crimson threw like a, a little handful. <laughs> She's like snowball fight, and it was like this much snow. We're like, yay! But it was really, really different. But these folks, they have it nailed down. Mm-hmm. They have their shit together, man. They had. The people that were on the outside that are on the bottom floor, they had all their tables out and they had all their stuff in one room. They were so fabulous. They brought a coffee bar and they set up a Keurig with just tons of different K-cups and creamers. And like it was, you could put Bailey's cream in your coffee. It was so much better than the hotel coffee. It was so good. (laughs) And it was so sweet. And I meant to give them like 20 bucks and I totally forgot. So whoever you guys are, I owe you 20 bucks because I was going to put it in the non-existent tip jar. They didn't even have a tip jar out. I right. looked. Right. And yeah. But and then folks other had folks had snacks and then of course there were some vendors and things like that. But everybody was just so welcome and opening. And then all the second floor people had lights and stuff all over and it was a Mardi Gras theme, so everybody had Mardi Gras stuff all over everywhere. And they had lights and music and it was a very well organized event in the sense that everybody knew what they were doing and what they wanted to get yeah. out of that event. And it was really cool. And I have so much excitement and fondness the, for the fact that these folks up there all have a chance to get together. And we were naked. You could be naked. Mm-hmm. It was clothing, 100% clothing optional in the interior of the place in this little Inns and Suites place in Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania. And the only time you had to put your clothes on if you're going to go into lobby. But there was lots of people just being their awesome, authentic selves. And that's what we love so much. And it was it was really, really, really cool. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was. It, and we, we met. Probably, I'm going to think, eight to ten different uh, listeners. Different, different listener couples. couples. that yeah. We knew there were a, cu- a few of them that we knew were going to be there that we had, had talked to in advance. But we had people just come up to us and say, hey, we love your podcast. And we're so happy that you're here. We had several couples say, we're here because we heard in episode 40 one that you're going to be here we were surprised yeah we were very surprised and humbled and very humbled we're always humbled when we so grateful yeah very very much so and one couple so sweet they went and stopped at the local poconos clothing optional mm -hmm. resort sunny rest Mm -hmm. i don't know where it is because i don't know anything about pennsylvania so all you guys up there, you know what Sunny Rest is. I'm sure you know where it is. So they went and bought us like a whole bunch yeah, of like on a their way. gift package. Right, on their way down. Yeah. On their way. Yeah. They bought us like a towel and a couple t-shirts and a cup. So if you guys ever come to Caliente and see my, my, because I'm taking it over, my towel, which is very tie-dye, <laughs> very cool, or me in my Sunny Rest t-shirt or me drinking out of my Sunny Rest cup. <laughs> You'll know that those were from our amazing friends that brought that to us. So thank you guys. You know mm-hmm. who you are. So Very thank thoughtful. You so much. We appreciate. Yes, it. and we actually met them for the first time at Caliente mm-hmm. when they were visiting us here. Yeah. yeah, and so we got to meet them and then got to see them again when we went up. That was. I honestly have to say that was so touching to me. That means more to me than so many things because mm. they went out of their way to do that. So it was awesome. But we did meet so many amazing people, and it was mind blowing to hear the story. And all of you that came up to us and chatted with us over there and told us your stories. And we're grateful for what we do. We're so grateful that you came to us and talked to us about how our little stories and shenanigans and um, obstacles and pitfalls have helped you guys navigate what you're going through. And so that was, 
I would say that is to date the most interaction we've had with couples on a personal level like that. We had lots of people coming up to us at Naughty, but this is the first time we actually got to say, well, hey, let's go sit over here and chit chat mm-hmm. with us. Or do you yeah, want to just sit and talk? We'll just sit and have, yeah. you know, you want to sit with us for a little while? And they were like, oh my God, really? And I'm like, we're like, yeah, we're here. Let's chat. We even had an impromptu little meet and greet. And then some folks came to us later and said, sorry, we, we couldn't make it to your meet and greet. We were indisposed, but we knew you would understand. <laughs> And yeah. I said, yeah, we do understand and we forgive you. <laughs> and you know who you are, too, because I know you're listening. So <laughs> we know we love that. And so thank you for not coming. Thank you for taking care of yourselves and doing what you wanted to do. Because <laughs> you can chat with us anytime, man. Right. Just send me a message. I don't care. But yeah, that was that was pretty, really awesome. So that was a lot, a lot of fun. Yeah, it was a great weekend. It really was. Yeah, we're really still did. I'm still recovering from. Yeah, that was yesterday. That was, yeah, last all, night, yeah. Or yesterday morning. Speaking of which, what else do we have going on really fast? Really fast. So in episode 41, I talked about how in preparation, talking about the Pennsylvania takeover, I talked about how we rarely have hotel takeovers in our part of the world. Well, just a couple of days after we recorded that, I learned that there is going to be a full hotel takeover here in Tampa, Cinco de Mayo weekend, and we are so excited. Uh, this is being put on by Tampa Erotic, whom we have not met yet. Nope. I think this weekend we may, they're going to be at Paradise Lakes. And so we're hoping to meet them this weekend. If not, then some other weekend. We don't know them yet, but we're excited as hell that they're putting on this event. And so it will be a Friday, Saturday, Sunday takeover in Tampa. Friday afternoon? Yeah, I think Friday afternoon, I think. Very cool. Go to tampaerotic.com. And also, if you're on SDC, you can look up the event there. It's Cinco de Mayo weekend, 4th, 5th, 6th of May. And all the details are there and all the hotel details and how to get tickets and so forth. So we're super excited about that. If you go to our website and click on our calendar, that date is also in there with a link to their website because it's spelled Tampa Rotic. Yes. Like erotic, but the A is the E. And so it's Tampa Rotic, one word. So it's there. It's also in our newsletter. If you got our newsletter or if you get our newsletter, it may not have been the last one, but it'll be in the upcoming ones. We always put links to mm-hmm. where we're going and things like that. And if you don't have our newsletter, go to our website and sign up because that all that stuff will be there. But yeah, we're really yeah, super, we're super excited, excited about that. Yes. Yeah. So that's two months away. Mm-hmm. And then, gosh, then we're going to Houston. And then in July is the big event. Yes. Naughty New Orleans. So we're getting geared up right now for Naughty New Orleans. If you want to go to Naughty New Orleans, you know this is the event we love and it's our premier event that it's been close and near and dear to our hearts because it was our very first event. And I'm also helping them out this year with their education. So that'll be super fun. But we start our chat group, our Naughty Discord chat group about six to seven weeks before the Mm -hmm. event. We're getting ready to start to remind people and tell people and promote that. If we start it too early, it gets a little watered down. It's fun to have it be a little bit more close to the event. But actually, someone even reached out to you today in our our SDC group and said, hey, can we get in? We're like, absolutely. And we will contact you as soon as that opens up. So if you're interested in doing that, if you're going to Naughty New Orleans and you're one of our listeners, we do this chat group. You're invited to our meet and greet that we will do at one of the bar takeovers. And if you sign up to go to Naughty through our affiliate link or are part of our private community, you will be invited to our VIP party that we will have this year. We don't know where it is yet. Last year it was actually there at the hotel. It was really, really fun. We had an open bar and some nice treats for everybody and some mm-hmm. goodies and some gifts and everybody got to chit chat. And it was a really great, it was a great, great time. So that's coming up as well. 
Um, there's so much stuff. <laughs> 2023 is already shaping up to be an incredibly busy year for us. And there are lots of things that are still going to fill in. So we're thrilled. Yeah, we have something on the, in the works for March. We're hoping that that comes mm-hmm. through. We'll tell you all about it if that happens. But yeah, so it's super, super, super fun and exciting. Yeah. So do you want to talk about anything else? Or is that it? Should we go? <clears throat> I think that's about it for <laughs> how to catching up with us. Oh, catching up. Yeah. That's yeah. just catching up. Oh, I know. That's what I'm thinking. Is that, is that it for tonight? Goodbye, uh, everybody. Uh, yeah, well. You know, can, I, can I join <laughs> No, I, th- I think we're here to tell some stories. I think we're here to tell some stories. Yeah. yeah. And so, and actually, this is just going to be us telling stories because this is a period where we were really spotty about recording on our way back from things or to things. Why do you think that was? Because we were busy. We were busy. There was fucking. a lot. Yeah, there, yeah, we were busy fucking. There was we a lot. Busy. This is when we went from like um, being home five nights a week and going out two nights a week to being home never. Right. <laughs> and going out seven nights a week. Yes. Yeah. We, we There was something going on pretty much We tried to night. stay home. Seriously, we really did. We tried to stay home one night because our oldest had gone off to college so that our youngest were <laughs> He was he was fifteen. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. like he was like three. It wasn't hardship for a teenager no, to, be, to be, you know. Yeah. Oh, gee, mom and dad, go out. So all that all I have to do is play video games and you'll bitch at me about not doing my homework, cleaning the kitchen. <laughs> yeah, it was a real tough one. But so we stayed home one night to make his life living hell. Yes. <laughs> and now they love us, so it worked really. It well. worked perfectly. But yeah, so we didn't record a lot. But that is that is legit true. We were so busy and very very tired. But we do have stories to tell because Tristan takes notes. I took very copious and very detailed notes. Mm-hmm. It's kind of how I'm wired. <laughs> In case, you, in case you haven't figured that out 42 <laughs> episodes in. I was going to say, after 41 episodes, I think they know. Yeah, they figured out I'm the nerd. I think they figured it out after like seven episodes. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, I think it's pretty evident pretty quickly yes. what a nerd I am. So, what are we going to be talking about in this one? Uh, in this one, so there was a... Where are we in our journey at this point? So, we were kind of drifting a little more hot wifey, and that continued for a while. There was a potential five-way that sprang up here that we're going to talk a little bit about. So there are three stories that we're going to talk about tonight, and two of them are single guys. Uh, And then one potential five-way that then wound up being a three-way for various (laughs) reasons. So do you want to start with the first single guy? Yeah, we can. Yes. So there was this particular gentleman, we're going to call him Harvey. And he had reached out to me on SLS probably to both of us, our account on SLS. And he and I started chatting and really enjoyed chatting with him. And he was coming to the area. Oh, that's what it was. He was coming to our area to Clearwater and he had family or something that lived here. And he was had changed his zip code as is very smart to do. And we connected and we started chatting. So we chatted for probably texted back and forth, messaged back and forth for maybe a month or six weeks and really enjoyed him, really got to know him. Smart guy. Yeah, really liked him. So he was coming into town and he flew in and I said, hey, well, I don't mind picking you up at the airport. And he had a car that was at the place where he was staying. He just needed a ride from the airport to the place. And I said, well, uh, we'll pick you up. Tristan and I will pick you up. 
get to know you, get to meet you. Harvey and I had talked about having Playdate and what that looked like. And I wanted him to meet Tristan. I wanted Tristan to meet him. This was early enough on that I still wanted a little bit of backup. Even like I wasn't just going to meet him and play. And so I, I really wanted a little bit more experience meeting folks and making those decisions, even though all of the stuff from Virginia had happened, but that was totally different. That was a different vibe and a different aspect. And those folks I did all meet beforehand. Mm. So, so it was kind of my MO at that point in time still is actually. So we picked him up and we went out to dinner to a brewery Mm -hmm. for (laughs) so shocking. Shocking. It happens to be very close to the airport, yes. so we went. And they do just, have food there. They so. do, yes. We had dinner and beers. <laughs> it just happened to be a brewery. But you got to chat with him. Mm-hmm. And super nice guy. Yeah, very nice, very smart, very, very smart. substantive. Yep. yep, all that stuff that we look for. Yeah. And so we weren't planning on playing that night. We knew that we weren't, and we went and we dropped him off, and that was it. He was only going to be in town for a couple of days, and the opportunity arose where he and I could connect. It happened to be a week during the weekday. And before he headed back, and it turned out that we were going to have, we there was some time where we could connect. So we decided to go ahead and connect, and I was going to go over there. I went over there for an afternoon delight. <laughs> I'm listening. <laughs> so I go over and we start kissing and we things start to get hot and heavy and um, we're getting excited and clothes are coming off and we are pleasuring each other. He went down on me. I went down on him. He's nice and hard. We're getting ready to have sex. And he takes out the condom, puts the condom on and really struggles and really, really struggled. And it just didn't go well, which is not uncommon. You know, what are you going to do? It happens. Life happens. So I just decided to go ahead and just go down on him (laughs) and give him a nice blowjob. And I finished him off that way because uh, I did not think that getting him hard by giving him a blowjob and then having sex with him was going to work. If I got him hard and we tried to do the condom again, I knew nothing was going to happen. It was just going to be an epic fail. So he got the benefit of me being extra supportive. (laughs) (laughs) And that's what we did. And mm, it wasn't my favorite thing, obviously. I think that that's not what you anticipate or expect. So it was a little awkward. And I think he felt badly about it because it ended up being all about him. And most men that are in the lifestyle tend to be very um, wanting to please the woman, especially if they're a single guy Mm. in the lifestyle. And obviously he was. So that was it was kind of challenging. And it was kind of different. And then he had to leave the next morning, like really, really early in the morning. So we didn't even really have a chance to kind of regroup or do anything. So I gotta say when when he left, it wasn't the greatest experience. Like I wasn't feeling like, woo, I it was kind of feeling gross. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it wasn't great. Yeah, I remember you telling me all of this. And, yeah. and you know, we had a good time. But yeah, um, yeah, well, yeah we, we had a good time when when I came home and told yeah. you all about it. But yeah, you're you like, were, show me what you did. <laughs> Okay, okay. honey. <laughs> Pretend like you can't get hard. <laughs> Pretend like I put this. Well, he did get hard. That's not 
that's not fair. He did get hard. It's just he got soft when you put the condom on and you start to try and fuck. When you're not used to that, that yeah. happens, you know. Yeah. I get it. I'm it's difficult. I mean, yeah. Even, even even when you're experienced yes. with condoms. There are times. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's still difficult. So that was a first for me to have an experience like that. It was not great. And I decided pretty much that I felt like I didn't really need to do that again. But you don't. That wasn't the plan. So you just kind of deal with it and move on. Um, I know he was not happy about it and embarrassed. Yeah. So it was challenging. And I was still relatively new. I mean, I knew stuff like that happened. And I knew things like that happened and had no problem with it. But it still, it rocks you when when mm-hmm. that happens. Especially if we've been talking for months. We went out to dinner. There was clearly a connection and really wanted it to happen. But it was just odd. So yeah. what are you going to do? And, and you're right, it does happen, and it's actually it happens quite a bit, mm-hmm. and it is what it is, mm-hmm. and sometimes things don't work. So, yep. <laughs> I know, <laughs> and we've talked about it many times. And it continues. It's, yeah. it's like you never know. You just never know. Yeah. You just never know. Yeah. So, that was a very short story about that particular play date. But I think what's interesting about that one or what's important to understand is that not everything, no matter how much you set it up and how much you think it's going to be amazing, because we even like yeah, we had met. We met and had a meet and greet mm-hmm. and he met you and it was all great and yeah. it was going to be wonderful and it was no problem and there was chemistry and excitement and, you know, electricity and fucking hell. It just didn't work. <laughs> and, you know, and part of that is my decision to continue to stay with condoms. Mm-hmm. That's my choice. So I stayed with it and I stick to my guns and you got to take the hit if that's what you want to do. So that's what happens. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. So that was that story. <laughs> Lackluster. Yeah, it kind of that was kind of a soft landing there. <laughs> what do you want me to say? And then it, and, poof, he yeah. came on my mouth, and it was like this gush of cum. And I could barely even swallow fast enough. Is that good? <laughs> See, I, you know, I don't even know what to say. I don't even know how to respond to that. <laughs> you wanted a better story. I was just proud of my soft landing, which was which was a completely unplanned pun. His ginormous dick came at me like what? I'll do better next time. I'll come right. better. <laughs> yeah, I didn't outline that. No, you can't. I know. You I wasn't there. there. Exactly. Exactly. So there you go. So. So once I cleared it all out of my eyes, and I'm just like envisioning wi- like windshield wipers on your glasses. I wasn't wearing glasses because I don't wear glasses unless I have to fucking read because I'm old now and that's what happens. But I don't have to use them to see. I just you're I don't, seasoned, dear. I don't shut up. I don't have to wear them to suck dick. Let's put it this way: if I have to put my glasses, you on do to know suck your way your around dick, the dick. Yeah, you can off. feel feel your way around that. You can braille your way through that. <laughs> Mostly. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Jesus. All right. (laughs) Let's move along. (laughs) I'm sure I'm going to. Oh, I'm not done sucking dick yet, by the way, people. Stay tuned. If you're going to think like, yeah, they're full of shit. The last story makes up for the first story and the second story. So, yeah, you do need to stick around for the last story. Stick around for the last story. This is where it's all going to get good. We have two fail stories and then one amazing story. The second story is not a fail, it's just a. 
It, it was a, it was a lackluster story. So let's talk about. All it. right, let's talk about it. You go. It's your story. Well, this was the Tristan's right. story. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So this the goes five way. this the potent well the <laughs> potential five way. This goes back to the guy that we talked about in I believe episode seventeen, who we described then as a party in a box. But he still is. We saw him about what six weeks ago, and he still is. A, yeah, two months ago. Still is a party ago. in a box, and so this is a guy that just like people gravitate to him. <laughs> He's an amazing guy, but he has this orbit of people that are lifestyle people, vanilla people. Just you just never can tell. And, and so, and they're all together. Yeah, like even the the vanilla people that join him when we all he's he's the type that will send out like a group text to like thirty people, and twenty of the thirty will show up. Yeah, and ten are vanilla, and ten are lifestyle, and they all know, and it's totally fine, and everybody just I mean it's amazing. He yeah. he. He's, he's a neat guy. Yeah, he's just that kind of person yeah, that everybody really wants to be yeah. around. He's a super, <laughs> super cool guy. So we were invited to meet him and a bunch of people at the Palm Pavilion in Clearwater Beach. And it was right around sunset. It was beautiful. And we all went out to watch the sunset. We're drinking. We're eating. And one of the couples that was there was a lifestyle couple. And I really, really hit it off with this woman, the woman in the couple. So much so that like we peeled off and I just talked to her the entire night. They are a lovely couple. Yeah. Super fun. So fun and nice to talk to. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I really liked her, and yeah. I just hit it off with her. And so by the end of the night, we're like openly making out, and it's whatever non lifestyle people in this group there were, kind of they figured knew. they figured. Well, it, he's party in a box boy. Right. They know, like half of us are going to be making out. I'm halfway making out with him, and he's halfway making out with somebody else. I'm kissing you, and yeah, it's trying pretty. with the other gentleman. In oh, the that's group. right. I remember I that did. Yeah, I did. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 we. Yeah, he was on the fence. I don't think it was he that was on the fence, my love. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That, that girl he was with. Yeah. Uh, anyway. The husband of this particular couple that you're talking about? Oh, no, no. I, th- I was talking about another guy. Oh, no. I thought you meant No, the there husband. was that, that other guy that you were making out with. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That guy. Oh. Yeah. Well, whatever. That, it was pretty fluid, in other words. I forgot about him. Yeah, because yeah, nothing happened. Yeah. Well, the husband of the, the woman that I was really into, there was nothing. Well, know. we tried. You did try. We but, did try. We yeah. talked a lot because you two were connecting. You may not even know this. We talked a lot because we said, wow, they're really hitting it off. And I enjoyed chatting with him, and he enjoyed chatting with me. And then we kissed quite a few times, and then we chatted. <laughs> There was just no electricity. Yeah. We tried. We really, really tried. And we even said, this will be great. Like, mm, let's hope this is awesome. And we were both like, yeah, not so much. There was just like nothing when we kissed. Yeah. yeah. And for me, that's the that's the big thing. I mean, when you kiss somebody, you know, it's either there or it's not. Yeah. I mean, we didn't say no, but it was just like, hmm, okay, just, yeah. Yeah. But we're more connection people, right? I think, than others. And so for me, having that some kind of a spark, some kind of energy, mm-hmm. something is important. Other folks, either way, whatever, whatever your dynamic is, it may or may not matter. And sometimes that doesn't even matter too, because I'll be honest, I'll fuck somebody if it if there's a total physical attraction and there's nothing else, that still works. 
you know, I also will fuck somebody if there's no physical attraction, but an intellectual attraction because mm-hmm. that still works too. Yeah. But everybody's different. Yeah. Well, in this case, yeah. Yeah. You but you two hit it off. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Like absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And so, so we arranged for that couple and us and party in a box mm-hmm. to meet at another bar a couple nights later, just the five of us. And the thought was, all right, we'll hang out at the bar a little bit and then we'll go back to their hotel room and have a five way. Right. Hubby and I were going to, we were going to try it again. Mm-hmm. Yes. And our party in a box friend was going to be there too. Yes. So it was just going to be a lot of fun. Three and then two ladies. That yes. was the idea. That would have mm-hmm. been a lot of fun. That would have been. It would have been. <laughs> But you kind of pulled up stakes and said, you know what? I'm just not feeling this. And we both always respect each other's opinions. And if one of us is not into a situation, then we say, you know what? We'll pull the plug. But in this case, you said, no, you are really into her. So I'll just hang back with party in a box. Then you and this couple go back to their hotel room and have a three-way. And I said, we were at the bar at the hotel, by the way. It wasn't, no, yeah. actually, no, he drove my car and his wife and I were in the back seat making out. So we, we drove to their hotel. The bar was, remember that bar on the water? <gasps> oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're right. He and drove we my went car. To another, the hotel that they were in had the bar, the other bar. And then maybe you guys wound up there. Yeah, we did. While we finished up. Yeah. We waited for you there. Yeah. 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 So, um, <laughs> anyways. Yeah. We hadn't really talked about this in four years. I know. Yeah. And there's no audio for this. So this is right. this is all recollection. Right. And we hadn't we didn't talk before. We were gonna It's okay. We were gonna talk beforehand, but we no, didn't. No, it's important I think it's a good to, to relive it. I yeah, mean yeah. it's totally fine. It was let I mean talk about it in the experience that it was at that point in time. So what happened was the five of us all went. You and I knew that we could have a five way if we wanted it. I don't think we said it to them that way. But it was pretty obvious because mm-hmm. it was going to be you, them, and I mean, us, them, and Party in a Box. Yeah, yeah. So it was pretty obvious. And Party in a Box was all in. He did, He was ready. You know, he was okay with all of that. It wasn't necessarily set up that way, although it had been mentioned. Mm. But I, I own it. I mean, I'm okay with that. We kissed. I kissed the couple, uh, him. And I was not into her at all at this point in time. Don't forget, I was not into any women or hadn't found any that excited me. And so, um, yet. Uh, yet. And so I tried to reconnect with the husband and it was just, uh, d- there was just no connection and it's totally fine. He's a super neat guy. There was just no attraction. Yeah. Yeah. So I said, I can't do this to Tristan in the middle of the bar when we were supposed to go off to the five way. But I didn't know until I started kissing him again. And there was definitely no electricity. I really wanted it to happen. Trust me. I really wanted it to happen. Mm-hmm. Like a lot. Like, yes. Because fucking you and fucking party in a box and having a third guy there. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. yeah. So there was just nothing there. And I knew that anything that I did was not, there. I was just not going to be into it. So it was going to take away from the experience versus even trying to bullshit my way through it. There was just no way that I could bullshit right. my way through it. Right. Yeah, completely understandable. You know, and as mentioned, certainly at that point, if one of us wasn't in, then we weren't going to proceed. But you were adamant and said, no, you, you're into her, so you go. Yeah. And you go, the three, you go play. And so at this point, I think that that was the, I mean, I had been in multiple, multiple MFMs with you. And you had had a I couple, you had dates. Think, and you had been with Amber, you yeah, your girlfriend. and Yeah. But I think that this may have been the very first time that I was a third in an MFM. So it was something that I didn't have any experience with. 
it was a surprise to me. It's certainly at that point, not real good with going with the flow and surprises and, and shifting gears. Uh, I'm much better now, but at that time, four years ago, four and a half years ago, whenever that was, that kind of threw me for a loop that here I was expecting this one thing and then something completely different. So that was kind of a shock to my system. What I'm setting up here is it didn't go well. And I, so in, like in thinking about this, like what all the reasons, there were so many things that were working against this going well. A, inexperience as being a third, being kind of having this thrown at me. It was March or April of 2019, I think March. Everything was blooming, so my allergies were just awful. And I was on this cocktail of allergy medication, including Sudafed, like for my post nasal, which is not limp dick. It's not good, (laughs) not good for your for your erection. For you, it may be okay for others, but yeah, Um, that's your limp. Oh gosh, what? Oh, so many other things. Then once we actually got in there and got going, turns out they had this like huge dominant and submissive power exchange dynamic, which just freaked me out. We didn't know anything. We about had that. no clue. And right. so like she was calling him sir and yeah. I was so uncomfortable with that. That was not something we knew. We had yeah. met the captain, but that was it. I mean, we were baby, baby, baby stepping into this, into any kind of kink or yeah. dominance and missing thing. So that was so on the other end of the spectrum about anything. We were just learning about how to like fall. I know. And so like he was holding her arms back behind her and <laughs> fucking her from behind while holding her arms back and then telling her to get down on that cock so like we were spit roasting her that way and i was like oh i'm not so sure i like this and and i really didn't and how would you like that now I don't really, I don't uh, you know I, still not so much really yeah not so much hmm. it's just not my thing and then certainly and if it was you i'd be pissed <laughs> I, I, there's no way I would. I, I would. Well, first of all, I would turn around and cold cock anybody who said that to me. I'd be like, "Fuck you! You get down here on this cock, That's you right. dick fuck." And so, <laughs> unless so here's unless it was negotiated, and I knew it was coming, and that or, was part of the scene that we had or, that we had negotiated. Right. Or unless I'm super turned on, I'd be like, oh, 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 oh. "If I do that, then that means okay." Yeah. If I if I turn around and cold cock him and say, "You get down on that dick, you fucking prick," then that means it's not okay. This is safe word 101. If I I choke and keep going, then it's okay. I'm just going to say, dear, I still still don't like you choking on dick. Seen it, heard it plenty. I still don't like it. Baby, you gotta trust Trust myself. I know. I don't know. Whatever. But nevertheless. That's that's you. That's your thing. That's a whole other topic. It is. Another episode. It is, and I own that. Yeah. (laughs) Your discomfort level with something I like. Yeah, well, no, it's my discomfort with you being submissive with other men. Because you're not, I mean, I just. Oh, I'm not being submissive. They may think they, that I'm okay. being submissive, but I'm in complete control. All right, all right. Always. All right. Yeah, but I good. love that you think that. That means I'm doing a really great job. <laughs> wow, touche. Totally, yeah, I mean, totally <laughs> legit. Are you kidding me? I will have to tell you, I will promise you, there is no way on God's green earth that I will ever do anything that I don't want to try, do, or... Well, that I do know. Yeah. So That I do know. Go. So, remind yourself of that when you're being yeah. like... Good point. <laughs> For those of you watching on YouTube, we're at, I don't even know, an hour, 60, 50 minutes into this. And so, if you want to see my face doing that. <laughs> and and I, I do know that it is an act for you because you don't choke on anything. You have no gag reflex. So, I, that is not actually, that is not true. There are a couple spots where I, 
It's not that it's, I don't, um, it's, it's just a, it is a natural reflex that I didn't know that I actually had. <laughs> don't tell anybody. Because I always prided myself on not having a gag reflex. Well, you know what, dear? People in 130 countries are hearing this right now. Yeah, it's just natural. Like, it literally, like, I always thought that that was a control thing because I'm a control girl. So I'm like, you can't make me joke. <laughs> but it happens every once in a while. But, anyways, um, so back to our story. Because this is going to come up again in the next story. That's the only reason I'm mentioning uh, it now. Yeah, I, I, yeah. it's going to take me a second to recover here. It's okay. So, <laughs> um, however, you in my you were having a three way. Yeah, no, I was. Um, yeah, I, I got to recover here. <laughs> so, yeah, I was having a very mediocre three way. And so we switched off and I fucked her from behind. I did not pin her arms back. <laughs> I let her have full free reign That's of, you of didn't her know arms. Any differently at that point. Yes, in time, I know. Yeah, so I did it from behind, he, and then so wound up that I was on my back, and she just kind of blew me to finish me off, and it really was just kind of just to finish <laughs> me off so we could be done because get back to the bar. We were not having. I mean, it was just palpably not good, <laughs> and we all knew it, which and was a shame happens. because, and it does happen, and it would have been so different had it been just the two of us, just me and her. Yeah, and who knows whether that was her dynamic? We didn't even explore that because you know that was not the place. I mean, there. Right wasn't that wouldn't have been appropriate to even ask that to my mind and so because we were originally gonna we were playing yeah so you can't go from a five-way to a three-way to a just a two-way and then then have a really awkward moment for you and him and party in the box sitting around at the bar because then he'd be all like (laughs) no party in the box and i were like making out of the bar no no, i'm saying for then for the hubby to be (laughs) there too and like that would have been really awkward Well, I'm off fucking his wife. Party box and I had a good time. So it just kind of didn't go well for a variety of reasons. And, yeah. and so I was struggling physically, you know, with allergy medications and then just with the really awkwardness of this DS dynamic that they had and whatever. It was. So what advice would you give to someone who is in that scenario? And I'm being serious. I'm not being mm-hmm. shitty. I it, like that. So it, you wanted to connect because you really liked her mm-hmm. and there was the possibility of having a great experience. And then this crazy, their crazy dynamic threw you for a loop. Is there any advice to give for something like that? Or just be prepared that uh, no, people's I, dynamic I, might be different? Would there have been you, questions you could have asked? I don't think there is. No, there I'm really isn't. To, and and as I'm thinking, I mean, there really isn't a whole lot you can do. I mean, because their dynamics, their dynamic. Right. And then that situation was what it wound up being, you know, as alluded to a second ago, I wasn't in any position to say, oh, I want this or I want that. No, I was just along for the ride. Well, you were the the manicorn. Yeah, because I was the, well, we still don't know what that actually means, but. (laughs) Well, you were the single dude. Yeah, I was the same. Yeah, exactly. So I'm the invited guest. I'm not in a position to say, well, eh, this isn't going to work for me. (laughs) That's not my place. My place is to be whatever they need or whatever they want out of an experience. I say this as being on the husband side of this and MFMs all the time. They're there for us. We're not there for him. And so in that situation, they weren't there for me. I was there for them. Whatever they wanted out of the situation is what that was my role. And we never talked about any of that because it just never came up. We got in the car. He said, you guys get in the back. He started making out. She went down on me a little in the back of the car and... That was all the conversation there was. Right. So maybe that could have come up in conversation beforehand. But again, I don't know, even to this day, that I would have done anything differently. And I have more experience now as the third. Not a ton, but more. Well, and that's kind of the point I'm getting at. Not that you would have done you would have done anything differently. Is there anything we can mm-hmm. help any gentlemen listeners who may find themselves in this particular situation? 
When it's that fluid, I don't know that there is. Now, when we talk to single guys, we usually do it over drinks and dinner. And and a lot of these things would come out because we're talking to us as a couple to a guy. And that's not how this went down. This went down as us as couples talking to another couple and then party in the box going to join in also. Who knew both couples? Exactly. So it wasn't as structured as your typical MFM would have been. Your typical MFM would have been talked about in advance. Yeah. And you, yeah, the three of you would have planned it. Yeah, yeah. We, would, we would have talked yeah. about it. And, uh, yeah. and for somebody, again, who certainly at the time was not at all go with the flow and fluid and I'm much better now, but still I struggle with shifting gears. And I think everybody does. And I think that's important to talk about. And that's why we're talking about it is because that was a challenging and it is challenging. And I don't know if that's more challenging for men or for women. I don't know that it's a gender thing. I think it's more of a personality thing. And for me and mm. my per- my personality, it's it's difficult to be yeah. flexible. You don't like things to change in midstream. <laughs> I don't. So next month, it'll be 31 years for us. Wow. Really? The, yeah. <laughs> Yes. Friday, March 13th, 1992. Yeah. So it'll be 31 years for us next month. Can you honestly say, though, that I'm much more flexible and malleable now at 54 than I was at 23? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And why? I think a lot of it has to do with this lifestyle. I think a lot of that growth has come in the last five years. Well, I that, think a lot that of it came mature, with having children. <laughs> well, yeah, that too. When do you have to go, wait, we can't do this because someone just crapped in their pants and we're going to go take care of this. So it's like, you know, after having kids, you have to learn how to be flexible and this is not going to work this way because somebody forgot the passy and now we have to. So I think that leads a lot into it. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, life it does. But yeah. you, you kind of handled most of those issues. <laughs> no, I mean, yes, but still. But I, I think in the recent years, yeah. yes, the most growth has happened definitely because yeah. of the lifestyle. I think if you look at my growth trajectory, <clears throat> it's kind of been relatively flat for <laughs> 25 no, years. And then no. in the last five years, it's... No, you have to count the marriage piece and that goes up and you have to count the parenthood piece and you have to count the like incredibly highly stressful professional piece. Yeah, that's true also. So that goes up because that you don't get to count on that all the time. So you've made lots of great strides, babe. So All let's right. anyways get back to the stories We're starting about, to bore them now. Well, I think it's important, though, that the whole point of, of talking about this is the fact that shit is going to happen in the middle right. of the fucking shit that you think is going to happen, and it may change. Yeah, we, you know, and we've just, ta- many times we've talked about right. expectations and how it's dangerous to have expectations. I mean, but sh- this was certainly- set up as this, and it totally did not go down, and mm. I pulled the plug, and I wasn't going to... You and I talked about this um, two or three months ago. There was something that was I was in the works, and I'm like, yeah, I'm just not feeling it, and that's not for me. It's it's going to end up being like if I was trying, I was actually trying to set up a little MFM, and I didn't click with a guy. And Tristan was like, hey, what happened with that guy? And I'm like, yeah, it would be me taking one for the team for you, and I love you, but that's not what this is about. Right. And I think in a year from now, you'd been like, yeah, I don't know why you did that. Today, you'd be like, fuck yeah, let's <laughs> go do it now. I don't care, suck it up, Buttercup. But I think that that's the reality, and yeah. but that's the dynamic that we have set for each other which is we respect that and my 
my goal at that moment, that's when the thing shifted was that we stopped. I said, I can't do this. You go. I am totally fine with you going. And that was something that was different for us Mm -hmm. because I was totally fine with you going. A party in a box was there with me. I wasn't alone. I felt totally fine. You go do your thing, which I had zero interest in doing. I'm going to hang out with the person that I was interested in doing. And it was okay on my end. And I appreciated the fact that you never said to me, why did you pull the plug on that? You always were like, gee, I wish it wouldn't happen that way, but I totally get it. Mm -hmm. Because there wasn't a connection with us. We were trying to make it happen. We knew it before we went. And so that's the other piece, too, that I learned is that mm, I probably shouldn't have said, yes, let's try it. I probably should have said, I don't think it's going to happen. I'll try. But had we mentally been prepared for the fact that it wasn't going to happen. Right. We, should have, we could have we had did, a backup. I didn't want to jinx anything. I didn't right. want to say, I didn't want to put myself in that mental place to say, you know, this isn't going to happen. But I, I knew it. And so that's my bad. Have we learned anything from them? <laughs> Do we ever learn anything from no, anything we that we've ever done? Now we do we suck. Try. It. Yeah. Well, <laughs> what we're good at is telling people about how we fuck things up and let them draw their own conclusions and let them make their own lessons out of it. And figure out how whether we learn anything from it or not. Who knows? <laughs> One of these I think days, history shows that we don't. One of these days, babe, we're yeah. gonna figure it out. Yeah, so we're getting let's, better let, every day. Let's talk about the next piece then. End on a high note. Yeah, let's end on a high note. And a thick note. <laughs> so let's talk about our last. My last <laughs> encounter for this particular episode. So we, I, I say I, uh, do you guys remember Louie? You remember Louie? I remember, remember him. Louis? He was in what episode, honey? 27? Two. He was in two episodes. Two episodes so far. Yeah. So we met Louie and we had an amazing meet and greet and then play date. And then we had a second amazing MFM and play date with Louie. So Louie and I have been chatting, and at one point in time, he asked me if I was available during the day, and I said, yes, I was. And so he and I concocted a little afternoon play date, but I didn't tell Tristan. But that was a calculated move. I didn't not tell Tristan because I was doing something cheaty or down low or anything like that. Do you want to share with our listeners what you always had told me one of your fantasies was? Actually, I think I've already said this probably one or two times on the podcast. But to remind everybody, one of my fantasies had always been had always been to come home and find that my lovely wife had been naughty during the day, and then have her tell me about it. Yes. And so I didn't tell Tristan that I was going out with Louie. And Louie and I actually had a whole afternoon date set up. And I went over to his house and we had an amazing amount of afternoon sex. It was great. It was so great. So if you guys remember, Louis is called Louis because he is a very well endowed man. And Louis is short for Louisville Slugger. <laughs> He's a very well-endowed man. And the couple of times that we had been with him, by the time he and I got to the bed, he was rock hard. And he is very large. And uh, I could never fully give him a blowjob because he was already hard when we got together and I could never get him in my mouth. And so I wanted to attack him (laughs) before he was fully hard so that I could have him in my mouth and have that experience. So that was, I'm sure, the primary motivator. (laughs) 
as to why I set up or we set up this particular play date, Louie and I did. So we had an amazing time and I went over and met him and we had a few, actually, I think it was just one afternoon little uh, cocktail and then I had a big afternoon <laughs> cocktail. <laughs> And I met my goal, in case y'all were wondering. It was tough, and we had to move fast. Because <laughs> once we hit the bedroom door, the threshold, the uh, the clock started, and I had to basically throw him down on bed, rip his pants off, and get his dick in my mouth as fast as I could. And I did, and he got hard, and then I could hardly keep him in my mouth. But that was super hot and super exciting. And then we had a massive amount of sex, and I tend to squirt with him. Which is just bizarre because he's so big, there's like no way for me to come, but he knows how to handle his dick and he pulls out at the right moment and makes me squirt everywhere. So we promptly soaked all his bed sheets and then we went to lunch because that's what people do. <laughs> so we went to a late lunch and it was great. We had a great time. And then we went back to his house for a second, a round two, so to speak. So by this time, we're getting to coming home time and Tristan was at work and you texted me mm -hmm. and said, I'm on my way home. Oh, <laughs> Tristan has a screenshot of this set of texts. Oh, Tristan has it all set up on his phone already. <laughs> so Tristan texted me at five o'clock, five oh nine. He says, on my way. And I texted him. On my way what? On my way. And With he a said, kissy, emoji kissy emoji and the little heart emojis. Because I'm an emoji kind of guy. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm going to, here, we can't really show no, we, it. No, I can't. I know. But like, so I'm going to show, we're literally looking at the text with a partial picture there. So Tristan texts me and says, on my way with his kissy face and his heart emoji. And I texted back, I'm not home, dot, dot, dot. And then I sent him a picture that Louis had taken for us of me sucking Louis's dick. Now, what was important at this, I forgot about the- Well, and what this, you can also see are I, your, your oh, beautiful yeah. breasts. Yeah, my tits are hanging down because yeah, I'm sucking his dick. Yeah, it was a good, yeah. it's a, it is it's a, a great, good picture. That's a really hot picture. It's a good picture. Yeah. 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 Okay, so anyways, um, what had happened, I forgot to preface the story, on our second NFM <laughs> date- <laughs> at Louis's house, I had lost an earring and I didn't even know it. And a couple days later, I was like, oh, dang, I, I don't have an earring. Like, or maybe even that night, who knows? I don't have an earring, whatever. And a couple days later, he had texted me and said, hey, is this yours? And I said, yes, this is my earring. So yay. So I had told Tristan, oh, Louis found my earring. Great. That was it in passing. It was like, yay, whatever. So when Tristan texted him and said, I'm on my way home. And I said, I'm not home. And I sent him a picture of me sucking Louis's dick. I said, I'm picking up my earring. <laughs> and your response was? So, and actually, my screenshot don't, doesn't capture this, but my response was, was it under his balls? Because <laughs> <laughs> it looks like I'm looking under his balls while his dick is in my mouth. His big old Louisville's looking dick is in my mouth. Like, see, that was choking. I'm sure he That was legit. Yeah. That, I know. That, that's yeah, what that I'm saying. It happens. Legit. It happens. It does happen. So yeah, his my earring was under his balls. How was I supposed to know? I had to go look for it. It was a good earring, which I ended up losing. 
three years later, besides the story, that's a whole other story. But so I said, I probably didn't even answer. Did I answer? I don't remember. I probably yeah. did not yeah. even answer. I just like, yeah, suck it up, buttercup. <laughs> so uh, I continued to fuck Louie. And we had an amazing second round uh, hot play date. And I was spent. That man, I still wish I played with him, was such a great fuck. We had an amazing time. But there was a lot of connection there. And we were good chemically and physically and it was just it was a lot of fun but that was the very first time and I was terrified I was terrified to do this by the way I want you guys to know this I was so worried and so anxious that Tristan was going to be so offended and mad. And all I kept thinking was, he's told me many, many times that this would be okay. And I'm a hot wife and I can do whatever I want. But my goal is never to hurt the person that I love. So... I just wasn't sure, was this really going to hurt him? Or was this really what he wanted? And there's no way to find out until you try it. And he had been with us. I mean, we had been with Louis twice before Mm -hmm. that. So I felt like it was a pretty good person to try this out with. The situation was right. Everything was right. It was happened naturally. It wasn't really thought out. Uh, It probably happened within the day or the day before. So there wasn't much thought to it, but it was really fucking hot. I have to tell you, my heart was racing and jumping out of my chest when I knew you were close to texting me that you were coming home. And I never said anything. Like, we'd been together for three hours before that, and I never said a word. Mm -hmm. And I was just so anxious about you texting that you were coming home. And then I was going to tell you that I wasn't. I'm not there. I'm busy fucking somebody else. So how was that for you? Well, and so what you just said is very important, which is you don't know how it's going to feel until it actually happens. And so same for me. And, you know, yeah, I had told you that for years. That years. That would, like even way before the lifestyle. Oh, yeah. This yeah, is yeah. when I mean, we this... were just like pretending, you know, fantasies and shit. A couple other fantasies you have. We can talk about those too. But yeah, that was always one of them. Yeah, absolutely. But then once we were in the lifestyle and we realized that we loved the MFM dynamic and you love being with single men. I love you being with single men and whether I'm there or not, this wasn't the first time that you were alone. In fact, there have been several instances where you were alone with playmates, but this is the first time that I didn't know. Mm-hmm. And and I had told you over and over that this was a fantasy of mine. So in the same way that you didn't know how it was going to go for you, I didn't know how it was going to go for me. So as I was driving so you home- you had no warning because I didn't tell you because I was exactly. part of the fantasy. <clears throat> exactly, exactly. And so as I'm driving home, you know, it's a real dual-edged sword and there were a lot of mixed emotions. On the one hand, I was incredibly aroused and excited. But on the other hand, my FOMO kicked in big time because I had been the other two times we had had amazing MFMs. And so I'm like, oh, shit, I wish I was there. You know, so it was more because I was missing out on something. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, as I'm weighing these scales of FOMO versus, wow, this is really hot. The, wow, this is really hot one. So it was really exciting. And so I got home first and I waited and you weren't that far behind. And no, but that was definitely by design. Babe. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Okay. Just making sure. <laughs> <laughs> and when you got home, we went in the bedroom and we lay on the bed together and you told me all about it and all the details. And so then I went down on you and you came right away <laughs> and then you came again and then I fucked you and you came well, and yeah. and then we came together. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, it was hot. And then again, later that night, we talked about it some more and we had more great sex. It was, yeah. it was really hot. Yeah. That was hot. <laughs> I don't know that we could have planned something better. And had we planned it, it wouldn't have been as impactful. Right. 
the way it worked out was really perfect mm. because it had been, it was with somebody that you knew. Yeah, that I knew and so I trusted. You, you could even visualize yeah. that. That was even the, the better piece Yeah, I'd been in this house yeah. twice. And right. so I could, I could see you every, were, right. right. You knew the bed we were in. You mm-hmm. knew where I was looking for the earring. <laughs> Besides <laughs> under his balls. <laughs> under his dick. <laughs> But yeah, so I knew you could visualize mm-hmm. all of that. So much different than being in the hot wife dynamic when, or well, so much different when I was in Virginia, which I had explained everything to you. But this was something you could put yourself there mm-hmm. in that scenario, yet you weren't there. Right. It was really hot. Yeah, and, it, it was. And Louis was happy to oblige, yeah. by the way. He- yeah, and to this day, I mean, this is like, this is one of the hottest encounters that we have had. And I say we, even though I wasn't there, it, I was part of it. And you made me part of it. Mm-hmm. And, and which is, that's part of how we come together. Right. Is by you telling me when you're with somebody separately, I become a part of it when you tell me about it. And then we reconnect. I love that piece mm-hmm. because I love the autonomy to do what I want, be what I want, whenever I want. And you've always been like, yeah, absolutely. Go do conquer or whatever. And you've always been so supportive. And we've always had the agreement and you've always said, just tell me. But part of that fun is being able to come home and tell you. Part mm-hmm. of that, part of our connection, part of a way of us having a moment within that experience is coming and sharing that with you. But I think that that is because you love hearing it. Mm -hmm. You love knowing every detail. I'll walk in the door and Tristan's like, okay, what was the first thing? Nope. Don't tell me about having sex yet. What was the very first thing you did? I'm like, well, he took my hand. He's like, oh yeah, then what happened? Like, well, we walked to the, to the sofa. <gasps> then what happened on the sofa? You know, and he wants to know every, like, did he touch your shirt? Did he slip his hand anywhere? Like, he wants to know every detail. And so sometimes I have to try and remember every detail. And I'm not great at that because y'all know, like, as soon as I start having sex, my mind turns off. So I try my best. But I think that that's a great way for us because... I don't, I love sharing those details with you because you are just as excited about hearing those details almost as much as being there. I mean, you really, I know you love being there and that's a dynamic that we enjoy, but I know that you also enjoy that other piece if you mm-hmm. can't be or and if I choose to be with somebody else. Yeah. Which has happened even recently when we were out of town a couple of weeks ago. Uh-huh. <laughs> Last month. And I was able to meet up with one of my friends and I was able to tell you all those details. And it was like, nope, don't start in the middle. Start at the beginning. What happened when you walked in the door? He wants to know. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's, I don't that's, know. That's, that's, not an exa- that's not an it exaggeration. Is not, it is not. You like you love to know every little mm-hmm. bit. And so that's my way of, of saying thank you is mm-hmm. trying to remember all those details because you love them. What's you know, interesting, and we've talked about this many times, but it doesn't, the ratchet doesn't turn the other direction. For me, it does not. And no. so, one of those nights that we're talking about, I was with one yeah. of my friends. Yes. Um, you didn't want to hear one bit of my experience. I had an amazing experience that you didn't want to nope. know anything about. I asked, I said, did you have a nice time? Yeah, that's, and, I I, and I said, yes. And I said, that is great. <laughs> that's all I need to know. Yeah. But that's my, that's what I need to know. I don't need to know anymore. I know that you had a good time, that you were happy, and that's all I need. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry if it doesn't. I need the details. <laughs> I know. I know you do, and I don't mind sharing the details. I'm sorry if you would like to share the details with me, and I don't want to hear them. And eventually, let's be honest, in a, a year or so, <laughs> I might say to you, hey, whatever happened with that? I might. I might not. You won't. 
I've yeah, asked I don't before. Think you will. I've asked before. I have asked before. Yeah, it's all right. It, whatever it is, it's not my bag. Yeah, this no, is, it, this it, is not this is not unusual. I've but never, but you know what? As you say that, I've never really thought about that. Would I? I would love to talk to you about that, about all the details. I know, I know that you're not interested because I don't really yeah. have, I don't have anybody to talk to about the details. Yeah, sorry, and, I don't uh, want to hear it. I know, and neither does Crimson, and so. Um, I'm not sure that maybe not all and, women. And, I mean, there are women be, who enjoy that. Or I would say I'm, I'm going to guess that most don't. But I, I, could I be think wrong. you're probably right. I just want to know that you're happy. You had a good time. I said, go forth and be with her, this particular person. I was the one that said, go. Yes, find her. Go be. Yes, go do. Did you have a good time? I had a fucking awesome time. There you go. So I'm happy. <laughs> I also had a great time. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's a whole nother podcast. That'll be like episode 80. Yeah, it's going to be uh, yeah, a long but, time from yeah, now. Yeah. I don't think we re- recorded about that anymore. We did not record about no. that. We've gotten really bad about that. We need to pick well, it back up. We haven't had a lot of things to record about. So anyways, That's true. let's talk about, let's wrap this up. So does anybody want to know anything else? <laughs> <laughs> no? No questions? Okay. Well, apparently there's no questions about my interaction. Nobody's with raised their hand. No one's raised their hand or shouting yes, yay. But I will say that that was our first time doing something like that. Mm. That where that was a risk. It was a huge yeah, risk. Huge I was, risk. I was terrified. I was horrified. And I was so nervous that it was going to be not okay with you. Yeah. Even though you had told me a thousand times, it doesn't matter. And I don't think that people sometimes understand yeah, that. Because as I said, I mean, I couldn't know. I couldn't know right. that I really wanted that. And it's 50-50. I mean, I'm sure that a lot of guys would say, oh, absolutely. But then when it actually happens, in my case, it turned out well. Right. But and I think, again, very happy that it, the way that it happened was with someone that you knew, mm-hmm. someone you were already comfortable with, and someone where you could totally visualize exactly where I was, exactly what was happening. Even as you're driving home, knowing I'm not home yet, we're still fucking. Mm-hmm. You knew what that looked like. You know where the mirror is in his room. You know where the what the bedspread looks like. You know where the bathroom is, you know, where the chair is that to sit in his room. So, mm. you know, visualizing yourself there. I think that has led that particular instance really helped bridge my comfort with continuing to move forward with my hot wife activities, which sometimes included telling you sometimes it didn't. Uh, there was another playmate. We're going to start to talk about him soon, where sometimes I would tell you or not that we would meet. I think it was a good way that it happened because mm-hmm. it bridged a lot of things for us. It was us a comfortable made it way for that. Yeah, too. Made yeah. It, I was say it made it safe. Yeah. And he's such a, an amazing guy. Yeah. So it worked out really, really well. I miss him. Oh, well. Just didn't continue to pan out. And I think that was, I saw him one or two more times. I don't even know that it's going to really come up. Yeah, I don't think so. No. Yeah. I think we... Um, it just kind of petered up. It did. Louie and I met... I say two more times you never joined us right right we had planned on it but something happened and he couldn't meet on the night that we had planned and then things just yeah just kind of petered out after that and that's totally fine a lot that happens it does happen and i will also tell you as a woman in the lifestyle who then starts to play as a hot wife so there i was with a gentleman and this has happened probably quite a few times 
that I'm playing with somebody who's also active in the lifestyle and they meet someone else and they may meet someone who's available, like who's not married, who they want to start a relationship with in the lifestyle. And I can't offer that. And that's okay. That is a-okay. I can't not think of anybody in the lifestyle that I've played with that we don't have a relationship anymore that I'm negative about. I, I really can't think of, of any. Because that's, just, that's not how we're wired anyway. So, But because it's all just like this, you have been an amazing moment in my life and with him, I wish there were more moments because we did connect. Not It wasn't just physical. It was so not just physical. We had an amazing emotional connection. And I think that was part of it too. I'm not available. I'm never going to be available. So if you're okay with that dynamic, then that's fine. If you're not and you think you want something more, I can't offer that. And he couldn't offer anything more than whatever we had. And it just was... But I think that has happened a couple of times where not from me, but from where the guys have met somebody else. And it's like, yeah, more power to you. Go forth. Actually, another person we're going to talk about, that same thing happened. Mm -hmm. We had a great dynamic with him and he met for him an amazing woman we never got the chance to meet. And he dropped off the radar and that's totally fine. Because that's what you want for someone that you care about. Would you not want them to have a great connection? Right. It's not about me. I'm never going to be able to spend any quality time. I'm a blip. I don't take any of that personally. And I'm happy. I pray. I hope that he found someone amazing that can share his life with him because he's an amazing guy. So, Louie, if you're out there, (laughs) (laughs) I hope you found somebody amazing because you are an amazing guy. And if our paths ever cross again, like literally like walking through town, that'd be awesome. If they don't, that's cool, too. But that was really, really hot. And it was an amazing experience. And that was a first for us. And it led to and has helped shape our dynamic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that's really kind of it. This went way longer than we were anticipating. It's okay. We'll fix it. (laughs) (laughs) Or they'll just listen. Yeah. The video is a lot longer than the actual audio. So yeah, it's really, really hot. So we will be back with more stories in um, episode 43. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Are we going to talk about... And this can be edited, but are we going to talk about going well, to Caliente? It can't be edited because we're well, no, video. The, no, the video won't be edited. I understand that. <laughs> For that Thursday night. Oh, yeah. Yes. The third Thursday of every month right now is slated for us to go to Caliente. It happens to be ladies night. Every Thursday is ladies night. We have been granted the opportunity to record from Caliente. And as part of one of the projects that we're getting ready to come up with, a second kind of um, podcast project where we will be interviewing people and talking to them about their stories and talking to other folks within the lifestyle and maybe bringing in some people that we meet, some professionals, some who knows what. I've just got a a long list of amazing people to talk to about alternative love and lifestyles. So that is something that we're planning on doing. And one of the opportunities that have come to us is to be able to record once a month from Caliente. So we're going to start that as really kind of a soft launch. We're going to record. It will not be live. I don't know when we're actually going to go live, April or May. So we're going to start recording the third Thursday of every month. Most likely, if you're going to go reach out to us because we'll start putting the word out pretty soon if folks are going and you're planning a weekend at Caliente and if you happen to be there on Thursday night on that third Thursday when we're there we will want to talk to you if you want to share your story what I would love to do is get like little five or ten minute snippets from folks 
mm-hmm. and or depending on what your story is, actually sitting down and chatting with you and talking to you and you know interviewing you to have on our show because people love to hear people's stories. Yeah. And so what a great opportunity for us to be able to meet an amazing amount of people at a place where folks are coming in from all over the world and be able to hear their stories and share them with you all. Yeah. And yeah. this coming March 16th, which is when we're going to be there, is the five-year anniversary of our first play date that didn't it go is, well. It is literally mm-hmm. five years to, to the, the night. night, Yep, March 16th. So we thought that that would be an excellent time to start this soft launch of this new That's project. Right. Yeah, our first, <laughs> our first play date, <laughs> which was the ultimate failed experiment. So I would say if any listener has an ultimate failed first experience, DM me on Instagram or email me at marina at accidentalswingers.com, M-Y-R-I-N-A, Marina, because we might want you to record something for us to talk about. If your first experience was an accidental hookup or it went horribly wrong, I don't know, either one, let me know. And we're going to give you a phone number to call and be able to record a quick story for us. And so maybe we'll play that. I don't know how this is all going to work yet because we're figuring yeah, it we're out making as we this go. up as we go. We're not making it up. We're just figuring it out. I know what it is. I'm not making it up. I'm just figuring it out. As We're we making go. up the details as we We're, go. Exactly. The logistics as yes. we go. So reach out to us. Let me know if you have a story that you want to share uh, in the next couple of weeks. We're going to be taking those recordings. And then, of course, anytime otherwise that you need to find us, you can find us on Instagram or on Twitter or email me or Tristan or on our website, accidentalswingers.com. And that's, I think, about it. I think so. I don't think there's anything else that's important. Well, it's all important. But to us. To us, yeah. <laughs> so thanks so much for joining us, everybody. We hope you enjoyed it. It was a, an amazing time for us. It was a neat way to be able to share these experiences with you all through this, to be able to explain to you and hopefully maybe help you in your journeys as well. And ladies, if the guy says that he wants you to go and have that experience, then trust it. Right? Right. Right. There you go. Okay. That's it for us. Good night, everybody. (laughs) Good night, everyone. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Love this episode of The Accidental Swingers? Pop on over to your favorite podcast platform and subscribe to our show. And while you're there, you can leave us a review. You can also visit our website, accidentalswingers.com, to get show notes, read our blog, or find out about our next adventure. Join us next time and listen along as we bumble our way through this adventure that we call The Lifestyle.